said, yes sir, what's the deal everybody and welcome to episode 9 of the Leisure Time Podcast with your boy iMac, you already know the deal, Woo, we got a doozy for y'all, you already know, CFS is back, and I ain't talking about college football Saturdays, I'm talking about Cougar football Saturdays baby, you don't want to miss that segment, and of course, you know we talking our halfway point power rankings, our halfway point awards, and we got a special, special interview with upcoming LA artist Ace the Truth. And of course, don't miss out on the trivia question. We're giving out a $50 Amazon gift card on this episode. We ain't playing. Ain't gonna do too much talking now. Here's Jossie with the first topic. power ranking as y'all know it's about to be week nine of the nfl season so we're officially at the halfway point and you know that we had to do a power rankings right (laughs) i'm going to start from number five and work my way up to number one for the number five spot y'all may get a little mad at me possibly but if you really been watching this team you won't number five is the buffalo bills y'all The Buffalo Bills have been balling. Josh Allen, last year, I thought bro was going to be a bust. I can't even cap, dog. For real, for real. I thought bro was going to be a bust. But this season, bro has been playing great. He already has 2,172 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, and 5 interceptions. On the ground, he has 227 yards and 4 touchdowns. So that's 20 total touchdowns against five interceptions. That's great. A big part of his success this year and this turnaround I see from Josh Allen is Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs was kind of disgruntled, kind of angry with the Minnesota Vikings. He asked for a trade. They, they, they traded him from Buffalo. I mean, you got, I feel bad for Diggs. You went from Buffalo. I mean, you went from Minnesota to Buffalo, two super cold states, but um, cities, but um. He's been wonders. He's been doing wonders for Josh. He's been helping them grow. And I really feel that they're going to have a great connection for the next years to come. Defensively, they've been balling. They fly around. And that play last week versus the Patriots to win the game when Justin Zimmer stripped Cam, that was big time. And that play showed you the mentality of the team. They're not going to quit. They're going to crash. They're going to crawl. They're going to do whatever they can to win a game. So number five is Buffalo Bills. Number four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not the Tampa, the Tampa. Because the reason why they're number four is because of Tom Brady. Tom Brady have been balling. He been balling. Come on, man. The old man been balling. 2,189 passing yards, 22 total touchdowns, four INTs. He had that hiccup against the Saints. He had that hiccup against the Bears. But other than that, Tom Brady has been looking magnificent. He's the GOAT. He is truly the GOAT. What he's doing for this organization is special. Rojo and Fournette have been balling. They've been running the rock. Rojo and Fournette has combined for 754 yards, six total touchdowns, and I really feel that that play-action game is helping Brady so much. He didn't really have that last year in New England. Brady needs a play-action game because he can't scramble. 
His receivers, of course, Mike Evans, little Scotty Miller been balling. My boy Jay Don had five big catches last week versus the Giants. Gronk coming back to form. This team has been doing really, really well. And guess what? They just added A.B. If y'all don't know who A.B. is, his name is Antonio Brown. One of the greatest receivers ever. Six straight seasons of 1,000 yards and 100 catches. Stop playing with him. Yes, he's been going through a lot. You know, legal troubles, mental troubles. But I feel that Tom has his back. And I feel like A.B., he looking for revenge. For real, for real. And on defense, they've been going crazy. Shaq, JPP, Sue, they've been balling. Devin White, shit, he might not win defensive rookie of the year. He might fuck around and win that defensive player of the year. For real, for real. The kid is nice. Devin White, number 45 for the Buccaneers. When you watch the Buccaneers, look in the middle of the field and look at them backers play, Levante David and, David, and Devin White. Them boys are special. And that's why they're number four on the power rankings. Number three. I'm taking it to Seattle, C-Town. You already know the deal. Russ, DK, and Lockett on offense been killing. They've been killing. Russ balling, 2,151 passing yards, 26 TDs. Yeah, he got six INTs, but 26 TDs? Come on, man. He's on Tom Brady's pace. He's on Peyton Manning's pace. He's going for 50, 55 tubs. He ain't playing. And that receiver he got, DK Metcalf, that boy got a calf. That boy got a calf. Y'all know y'all seen him hog Buddha. And trust me, I I've worked out with Buddha. I know Buddha. Buddha is not slow. Buddha is 4'3 himself. So for him to catch Buddha how he did was super impressive. DK already have 680 yards and seven touchdowns. Tyler Lockett, 49 catches, 575 yards, seven touchdowns. I'm just loving that trio. I'm loving that trio. And pretty soon I know that run game is going to come around. And whew, that offense is going to be flowing. Defensively, uh, to start the season, they didn't look too good. They haven't been looking too good. But as of late, that boy Bobby, he been turning around himself. Bobby been killing. I know y'all seen the sack he had against the Niners last week when he ran over the running back, fullback, tackle, uh, granny. He ran over uh, 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 Aunt Jemima. He ran over everybody to sack Jimmy Garoppolo. Bobby ain't playing. He's one of those competitive people, man. Trust me, I work out with this guy. Bobby is super competitive. He don't care if you're in the CFL, AFL, AAF, whatever. If you line up in front of him, he's going to give it his all, and that's the kind of person he is. Rookie-wise, Alton Robinson, I'm glad they're finding snaps for uh, Alton. I'm glad they're finding snaps for him. This kid could rush the passer. I'm telling you, his get-off is crazy. His get-off is crazy. Pete need to keep playing him. Need to keep playing him more. He could be that staple DN that Seahawks been looking for since Frank left. Oh, yeah. And guess what? Jamal Adams is back. <laughs> so I got the Seahawks at number three. Number two. Kansas City, baby. Kansas City, here I come. <laughs> Shout out MJ. You already know the deal. Kansas City Chiefs, number two. Patrick Mahomes. What can I say about him? Baby goat. That boy is a beast. He is a beast. 2,315 passing yards. 22 total touchdowns. One interception. Just one. He's only through one. It's incredible. This kid is incredible. It's like he gets better each year. That rookie from LSU, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, balling.
balling. I'm not going to lie. I thought when they traded for Le'Veon Bell, you know, he was going to start splitting some carries, and eventually Le'Veon was going to take his spot. Mm-mm. They got Bell, and that, that lit a fire under his ass. Trust me. I know. Trust me, I know. When you play a certain position and your team go out to go recruit another guy that play that position or sign another guy that play that position, it's kind of a punch to you, a punch in the gut. Like, oh, you don't think I'm good enough? Watch this. And he's been showing. He's been showing. Of course, you know, Mahomes got probably the best group of weapons in the league with Hill, Hardman, Kelsey, Watkins. Them guys all been balling. And defensively, the Honey Badger got them guys going. I know y'all seen that swag, sir. I swear. I swear. Hey, that was messing it up. Chris Jones, they weren't playing. Them boys were playing with too much swag, too much confidence. You could tell that they're champions, and you could tell they're playing just loose. So, number two, the Chiefs. Number one, not a super sexy pick, but hey, they're undefeated. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben, yeah, he probably hasn't thrown for as much as yards as those other guys. But, man, with this 1,628 yards he passed for, been huge. Them 15 touchdowns, been clutch. James Conner, starting to find the groove. Has 500 yards, 5 TDs, he's starting to find the groove. And Chase Claypool, that kid got some, some spunk in him. That, that kid got a little fight in him. I like it. He's been balling. And I just think the Steelers on offense, they just do enough. They do enough because that defense, oh my God. That defense is crazy. I know y'all seen the four turnovers they forced on Lamar Jackson last week. They not playing. They're led by Bud Dupree and TJ Watt. Them boys already got 12 and a half combined, just them two. Bud got six, TJ got six and a half. They not playing. The Steelers defense is not playing. By far the best defense in the NFL, by far. So, my power rankings are number five, the Buffalo Bills. Number four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number three, the Seattle Seahawks. Number two, the Kansas City, baby. Kansas City, here I come. <laughs> Chiefs. And number one, still City. Black and yellow. Now, you already know the deal. It's time for the first mix of the day. K Dollars, drop that thing one. Hey. I just got that last bag, super fast. Shit, can't put it up, yeah. Shout out the ones, they kept it real. I pray y'all go far, whatever hustle. Make a plan, hop in your go yard. Trying to feel this vibe and lose your brain. Trying to count a hundred million, keep me sane. Running up that bag, you sank Private party, 20 women got their own shit. On car, on money, pretty bitch flexing. She said I'm fly spaceship like the Jessins. Like what you want, I got a lot of it. Dior Balenci copping. You get plenty options. Took her being shopping. Graduate see some. Oh, let me show you some. Oh, that Chanel bag. Yeah, put my Glock in it. Reinvest off them blocks. Have my hands itching. Wood grain steering. Back massage getting hit. Shout out the ones that doubted shit I told you. You can't move with no game, these streets will fall you. Yeah. Ah, yeah, ah, yeah. She's saying I'm the realest, I'm too fit, yeah. yeah. I turn this good girl into a freak, yeah. Just keep it real, the other issues you can keep, yeah. Keep my residuals.
was coming, I'm trying to eat, yeah. Pull the big beans out, I'm trying to pull up. That nigga broke, ain't buy shit, tell him shut up. Little baby, your boss, she in the details. Ayy, yeah, you better read about it. Click on her favorite mix in 42, yeah. Feel like Blue Bus Clan, I don't know rules. BNB throwing pretty bitches in the swimming pool. Tell them send a drop, I'ma send it through. When it's real blood status, you can't fake that. Young niggas got it out the mud, how niggas hate that. Love and loyalty ain't the same, gotta respect that. Like what you want, I got a lot of it. Real estate copping, you get plenty options. Took her mama shopping. Level up off my gang, got you really popping. Oh, that's a Birkin bag, yeah. Put my Glock in it. We invest off them blocks, have my hands itching. Wood grain steering, back massage getting it. Shout out the ones that got the shit I told you. You can't move with no game, the streets will fall you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. She saying I'm the realest on two feet. Yeah, yeah. I turn this good girl into a freak. Yeah. Just keep it real, the other extras you can kick. Yeah. Keep my residuals coming, I'm trying to eat. Yeah. Pull the big beans out, I'm trying to pull up. That nigga broke, ain't buy shit, tell him shut up. Lil' baby, your boss, she in the detail. Pretty bitch, flesh in, pretty bitch. Uh, pretty bitch. Smart, hundred thousand, tough, pretty bitch. Only got it out the mud. Tryna level up and get your ass right. Credit 700 and it's going up. Shit, could have been an 800, but you splurging, huh? You don't care though, you a bad oh. You ain't fucking with no nigga with no cash flow. Yeah, drop it low, shake that shit. Do it right, shake that shit. Shake what your mama gave you. Make these lame niggas pay you. Sometimes I feel like Hancock because I feel like nobody can stop what I do when I do it as good as I do it. Hey, I always knew that I'd be one of a kind. Out this world, wild thing, Ricky Vaughn. They took my uncle, I started looking up the shine. Put my face in the bush, needed my space like time. Now I can't go now. I'm right there when they go down. You versus me, do or die, nigga. Now I can't slow down. Every show I do, it be sold out. We only win, no loser ties, nigga. I'm about my business, suit and tie, nigga. Never complaining, I'm just grateful I'm alive, nigga. And since that day, I keep Angel by my side, nigga. I ain't crying since Sean died, nigga. Picture me rolling when I ride, nigga. Throwing shade my way, but you ain't fucking up my vibe, nigga. I don't care what y'all be saying, I be high, nigga Feeling like Big Snoop, the West Coast truth Who am I? Mr. Inglewood, just like the guy, nigga Really by whatever, so don't question what I ride, nigga Said that you would be here to the end and you died, nigga Told me you would be right by my side and you lied That's the last time I cried I ain't look back now, so I'm be, I gotta face it Said a lot of dreams for myself and I'ma chase them If rap don't work, then it's back to game banging Back to the basics, red strings, fast laces My daddy got deported, he didn't call too many crazy. I know I'm young, I got time, I won't waste it Don't get show after show now. They tell me to slow down, but I don't know how. Been been left me. Unless you told me that shit was gon' bend go down. I should've listened, but I know now. Promise I don't want no conversation with you hoes now. Heart so cold, the way I the killer was so foul. Mind so blown, the way I've been living is so wild. Shout out Jamie Allen, cause he got me on the road now. Take care of my mama, daddy, brother, and little sister. Toast I root till I die that I'm rocking with him. Can't give up now, right now, not in my position. I stay down to stay patient. Now I'm popping, nigga. Complicated, I just wanna be the greatest. I'm amazing, dedicated. Let me be your motivation. I'm so complicated, I just wanna be the greatest. I'm amazing, dedicated. Let me be your motivation. I gotta face it. Set a lot of dreams for myself, and I'ma chase them. If rap don't work, then it's back to game banging. Back to the basics. Red strings, fat laces. My daddy got deported, he didn't call too many crazy. 
I know I'm young, I got time, I won't waste it. I feel like the one, I feel like I'm the greatest. A smile on my face, you don't know my heart ache. Yes, sir. Haha, <laughs> that dog Rucci. I see you, boy. First track, Attention to Detail by my dog, my bro, Ernest King. Go download that. He just dropped that Authentic For Real 3 on all platforms. Shit is fire. Second track, Complicated by that dog, Rucci. Shout out, Inglewood. Fire, man, off his new album, Midget. Go cop those songs, man. Two real city, real LA artists right there. Here's Jossie with the next topic. Halfway Point NFL Awards. Halfway Point Awards. Whew. I've been waiting for this. I ain't even gonna lie. First and foremost, I'm not trying to bash nobody or, or, or demean anybody performance with this list. It's just what I've seen with my own eyes, watching games, watching film, is who I'm judging and basing these awards off of, okay? So, best team, I'm one of those guys that I honor record before stats. I honor the record before stats. So, in any league, if it's an undefeated team in that league, they're the best team. So, for my best team so far, I got to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're undefeated. They're playing well. Great complimentary football. And the best team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. The worst team... <laughs> the worst team award goes to... Hate to say it. I know I have a lot of Cowboy listeners on this podcast. I'm probably going to make y'all mad. Y'all probably going to DM me some cuss words, but I don't care. God damn it. The Dallas Cowboys is the worst team in the NFL. They're the worst. They have too much talent to be 2-6. and six. Think about it. Ezekiel Elliott. Amari Cooper. CD. Not BC, not DE. CD. Lamb. Michael Gallup. Defensively. Jalen Smith. Vanderish, the Wolfman's back. Demarcus Lawrence. Come on, man. For them to have a 2-6 record, it's embarrassing. So they're by far the worst team. Defensive rookie of the year. I, I shine some light on this player during our power ranking segment. And I'm going to shine some more light on him because I'm telling you, I've played the position. I watched the middle linebacker position, will linebacker position a lot. And that kid, Devin White, from, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, LB, he's by far the defensive rookie of the year. Is somebody on his team, Antoine Winfield, he, he, he's, he's competing with them. Trust me. He's competing with them. He's a rookie as well, number 31 for the Bucs. He's been balling too. But I got to go with Devin White. I got to. I've seen him play. I've seen him play the other day. And I want to say that it was against the Giants. I believe it was against the Giants. And Daniel Jones, he was rolling right, and he was trying to run for the first down. Devin White dropped to hook curl. He noticed that Daniel Jones was going to run. Mind you, it was a fourth and two. Daniel, Devin White ran 25 yards full speed and met Daniel Jones at the LOS for a sack. When I saw that play, I was like, oh, yeah, he is special. He's special. 
Sideline to sideline, instinctive, swag. He makes a play, he has fun. He he energizes the whole team. So my defensive rookie of the year is Devin White. My offensive rookie of the year, I'm probably going to get some people mad with this one. Of course, you got Justin Herbert, right? Of course, you got Joe Burrow, right? Even Carlos Edward Hellier. But I'm going with Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings. Let me give you some 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 content on, on, on why I think he's the offensive rookie of the year. The Minnesota Vikings last year had a guy named Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, one of the best receivers in the league. They trade him away and draft Justin Jefferson with the hopes that he could replace Stephon Diggs. This kid is not only replacing him, he's honestly probably going to surpass him in a few years. He is special. 652 yards, three touchdowns, just a big play receiver, long, lean, explosive, and he do not care. He has swag. He goes up against any DB, and he ain't scared. So my offensive rookie of the year, Justin Jefferson. Now, we're going to defensive player of the year. And come on. Come on. Literally, this guy can win this award every year. He really can that guy that play in L.A. for the Rams, Aaron Donalds, that's who I'm talking about. He can win this award every year. He is by far not only the best D lineman in the league, but I honestly feel, I honestly film, I watch film on a lot of positions, guys. A lot of positions. And I feel that Aaron Donald is by far the best player in the NFL. He has the most separation from one to two. It's like Aaron Donald's number one, and then number two, three, four, five, they're like way under him. With quarterbacks, it could be a number one, but that number two is close. We're running back, same way, right? Linebacker, a lot, same way. But as a D lineman, pure D lineman, he's by far the best. So I got to go with Aaron, Aaron Donald. So far, he has 26 tackles, 11 TFLs, nine sacks at the halfway mark. He's just dominant. Coach of the year, I'm going back to Tampa. I'm going with Bruce Arians. You know why? Because he adjusted his system to fit Brady. If you watch that Saints game, you've seen a lot of Jameis Winston. A lot of Jameis Winston kind of calls for Brady, right? Trying to push the ball downfield, not really letting Brady get into that, that rhythm that he likes. So for him to change his system to fit Brady's style, I got to give him, throw him that bone for that. And also, he's given a man that he said he will never give a chance to again, He's giving him a chance to play, and I truly respect that by him giving A.B. another shot. He is a real player's coach, and I'm going with B.A. for Coach of the Year. And last but not least, for MVP, I'm going back to Tampa. As you can see, I'm starting to like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a lot. I'm starting to like them a lot. I'm starting to like how they're playing. I'm starting to like how they're, they're gelling together as a unit, and... The MVP has to go to Tom. You got to realize it's all about storylines. That's why I was kind of mad that LeBron didn't win it in the NBA. Yeah, Giannis had those numbers. Yeah, he has those stats. But, man, I'm telling you, MVP is about storylines. Tom Brady by far has the best storyline. Playing for 20 years at one organization. They saying, oh, you can't win with Coach Bill. Without Coach Bill. Oh, you can't win. He goes to Tampa Bay. They saying, oh, you can't push the ball vertically like Jameis did. OBA system, the quarterback get hits a lot. You know what he did? Instead of bitch and moan, he went to work. And right now, he got them at 6-2, and two, number one in the division. And um, he, just saw, he just got his uh, boy AB back. So uh, watch out for Tom. I got Tom Brady so far for the halfway point MVP.
Now here's Jossie with the next top. CFS, Cougar Football Saturdays are back. Fight, fight, fight for Washington State and victory. <laughs> yes, sir. I've been waiting for this. No cap. I've been waiting for this, man. CFS, Cougar Football Saturdays, is back. I don't call it college football Saturdays. CFS, to me, is Cougar Football Saturdays. And I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of depressed. Not depressed, but I'm kind of sad that, you know, Leach is still not there. I really felt that Leach persona, his mentality, just fit the whole Pullman landscape. Like, he was just Pullman, man. And when I kind of think Washington State Pullman, I think Mike Leach. So it sucks he's not here. But on the other hand, I'm excited about this Rolo era, dog. I'm excited about it. Last year, he was the head coach at Hawaii. They went 10-5. and five. They defeated BYU in the Hawaii Bowl. And um, that's pretty impressive. That is super impressive. We're going from the air raid to the run and shoot. So the days of us, you know, watching Connor and Luke and Gardner and, you know, Gordo, you know, sit there in the pocket, pat the ball, have the receivers doing scrambling drills. Those days are over now. It's the run and shoot now. We're going to be seeing some RPOs, some quick passes, some screens. We're going to be seeing some great running backs coming out of Wazoo, some great mobile quarterbacks. And I'm excited about it, for real. It's a change of pace, a change of style. They're starting a true freshman quarterback from Hawaii, Jaden De La Cruz. And I believe he's the first minority QB to start since the throwing Samoan Jack Thompson. For real. Think about it. Last year was Gordo. The year, bef the year before that, Minshew. The year before that, we had Luke. We had Khan, Jeff Toole. We never really had a minority QB start at Wazoo since the throwing Samoan. So it is refreshing to see a minority QB taking snaps under center. I mean, not even under center because it's still going to be shotgun. Taking snaps behind center. It's going to be dope. And I'm curious to see how the fan base embrace him. Let's be honest. Pullman is a white, is a white kind of town, white kind of community. So I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to embrace Jaden. I wonder if they are. But I'm excited to see him play. And um, I'm excited about this run and shoot in this Rolo era. So I'm going to give y'all some players to look out for. Both on defense and on offense. I'm going to start off on offense. The number one player you got to watch out for from uh, offense, on offense, is that boy Max Borhe. Or should I say Max Brohe. <laughs> A.K.A. Baby McCaffrey. The kid is a beast. Straight up. He had the opportunity that Jamal didn't have, that Gerard didn't have, that Keith didn't have, James didn't have. He had the whole position to himself. When Mastro was there, he split time with all his running backs. And Melee took that same approach and split time. So to see Max be able to get the bulk load of carries and catches coming out the backfield, the numbers show. He had 817 rushing yards, 597 receiving yards, and 16 total touchdowns. He is baby McCaffrey indeed, and I'm excited to see what this run shoot 
is going to bring to his game, the different element. I'm pretty sure he's going to be running the ball a lot more. So I'm going to see. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing if he can crack that thousand yard mark just on the ground. Number two, Travell Harris. He has big play potential. His stats last year, 47 catches, 536 yards, and five touchdowns. In the return game, the kid is special, straight up. In two years, he already racked 1,500 yards just in the return game. All purpose for his career, for two seasons, just two seasons, he has 2,341 yards. You know what that tells me? Get the ball in Travell hands, Coach Rolo. Get in his hands. The kid is going to be special. I see him running a lot of screens this year. I see him still in the return game. And, I, and also, he changed his number from 5 to 1. So be on the lookout for Travell Harris. Number three, Renard Bell. Coming out of L.A., I had to put a little bro on the show, man. Uh, he's a beast. He's a beast. He reminds me of my dog, Rob Lou. <laughs> for real, for real. Renard had 579 yards last year, six touchdowns, and he just got this knack, just like how Bob, Rob Lou had, of just making big plays at crucial moments. And I really feel that Renard is going to take it up a notch, and I think that he's going to do wonders this year at Wazoo. On the O-line, I got to show the O-line some love, man. I'm going with that dog, Abe Lucas. The kid is a beast. Last year was all Pac-12, second team. This year, he's on the watch list to make first team all Pac-12, all-American. He's on the Outland Trophy watch list. Long story short, Abe Lucas has first-round pick potential written all over him. The kid is nice. Now we're moving to the defensive side of the ball. And you know I got to start with this player. This dog is a beast. I'm going with Jahad Woods. He coming straight out of Daco, Daco. The kid is a beast. I call him the predator. He looked like the predator out there. All you see out there on Wazoo is number 13 on defense with his dreads hanging out his helmet, and he's flying every fucking where. I see the kid... If the ball goes to the right, he's to the right. If the ball's going thrown deep, he's running down deep. If the ball gets thrown to the stands, he's in the stands. The kid makes plays. That's all he do is makes plays. And the 142 tackles he had last year shows that. The 10 TFLs he had last year shows that. The three sacks, the interception, the four pass deflections, the two forced fumbles, it shows that. He's going to go down as one of the best LBs in Wazoo history. For his career, he already has 287 tackles, 25.5 TFLs, 8.5 sacks, 3 INT, 7 pass deflections, 7 forced fumbles. Like I can go on and on with Jihad. Jihad is a beast, and I expect big things from him this year. You know, when I was at Wazoo, I was an OG backer. Shout out to my dog KP. Shout out to my dog Logan Tago, Dylan Hanser, Emmett. I was an outside gangster backer. And... It's two young outside gangsters that I'll be looking out for this year. Number one, Ron Stone. Young OG, had 31 tackles last year, three TFLs, three sacks as a redshirt freshman. I expect those numbers to go up. <laughs> for real, for real. He's nice. Number 10, watch out. Number 27, Willie Taylor, the third. Another OG backer. He had 23 tackles, three and a half TFLs, and two sacks. Look for those numbers to jump up. And I can see them doing a kind of thing that they did with me and KP there. Them kids splitting time. I can see that. Willie has a great first step. Ron has a great first step. And I'm just excited to continue to see these guys grow. If y'all boys ever need some pointers or anything, holla at me. You already know the deal. Got dumb love for my OG backers at Wazoo. And last but not least, I got to go with a Juco kid. And ironically, he's a Juco kid that, that's wearing number three. Sounds familiar, huh? 
A Juco kid wearing number three at Wazoo. Sounds real familiar. So I had to throw this dude on here. His name is Daniel Isam. Started five games last year due to injury. He played two years so far, has 41 tackles, a sack, two PDs. And what I like about him, he's just competitive. He's super competitive. He got that three on. He's the new three god. He's holding it down for me, Darian Moten, and, of course, that dog, Tyler Halinski. RIP, my brother. You ain't know the deal. Hey, yo, Daniel, do your shit in that three, bro. So, you already know the Cougs play Oregon State tomorrow. Or should I say tonight on um, the Pac-12 Network. And uh, they're playing in Corvallis. And I got the Cougs beating the Bees, 27 to 20. Go Cougs, you already know the deal. And now, you know K-Dollars got some heat. He don't be playing with y'all. Hey, Dollars. Drop that thing one. DJ K Dallas. You know I ain't come to play that TV up. Snapping off the rip. Yo, say I'm a favorite nigga. You probably don't want to let your baby mama take a picture. Why? Cause I'm the type of baby that's gonna fuck the babysitter. I just did a show and put up laughing on the hating nigga. Them bitches hit me, they drop fast. I'm on these rapper niggas' ass. I put that 40 out, he better have an angel with him. You trying to book me for a show, you gotta pay me before I go. We feed the family, I ain't got no time to play with niggas. I see these niggas think they tough. You play with me, you know it's up. You think it's sweet, then call my bluff and I'm a spanking nigga. Fuck all them niggas and whoever they got hanging with. I'ma die of old age whenever I die. What do? Walk down on that nigga. Fuck the drive-by. Yeah. His bitch came in with me, but she ain't mine. She not high. Free my cousin till he free. He doing time. Let him free. I'm the motherfucking best, but I'm not Cali. We the best. She like how I be dressed and ain't no salad. Uh-huh. Can't fuck with her. She messy. That's a hazard. Oh, no. Tell the ref to blow the whistle. That bitch travel. <laughs> fuck all that talking. We about to ask you what we about. You got a son. You play with me. Your son the bastard. <laughs> that nigga tripping. Why he laughing? Nah, that's fucked up, bro. You ain't have to goddamn bring the kids into it. You know I ain't come to play this TV. I'm snapping off the rip. Yo, say I'm a favorite nigga. You probably don't want to let your baby mama take a picture. Cause I'm the type of baby that's gonna fuck the babysitter. I just did a show and put up laughing on the hating nigga. Them bitches hit me, they drop fast. I'm on these rapper niggas' ass. I put that 40 out, he better have an angel with him. Fuck all them niggas and whoever they got hanging with him. Bitch. Y'all they wanna be famous, don't it? Who? Said she want a paddock with her name up on it. Paddock, paddock. You gotta fuck on the op and get them painted earned. Strikes. I'm dripping, I slip in my socks, got Gucci gang up on them. Dripping, them dripping. Squeeze the fire, make them back, 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 back. She wow. got fleas, she fly, she's a net, 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 net. I'm on lean, I get high, she on batch, I can't match. I got fiends in the line, shipping the packs out the back. I did the impossible. I read the defense, then I had called the audible. Switch, feel like a sequence. Let me keep at the back crawling in. They said I won't be shit, so fuck it, I had to go hard again. Fuck it, 300 Sparta man. I'm a barbarian. I'ma get my revenge. Welcome to thought, not at the spot. Don't tell over car I'm in. No. Keeping my head above the water, just like a shark fin. Shark. We got the knocks in. Narks. Chopper Clark King. Ow. Don't get boxed in. Hey. You know I ain't come to play this TV. I'm snapping off the rip. Yo, say I'm a favorite nigga. Ha. You probably don't want to let your baby mama take a picture. Cause I'm the type of baby that's gonna fuck the babysitter. I just did a show and put up laughing on the hating nigga. Them bitches hit me, they drop fast. I'm on these rapper niggas' ass. I put that 40 out, he better have an angel with him. Fuck all them niggas and whoever they got hanging with him. Bitch. You know what I mean? I go direct with it. Event. Yeah. Put a name on it. Nigga. Yeah. 
It was hard to hear at first. I couldn't understand what you were saying. And these bitch bound to get hurt. Cause a lot of these niggas be playing. And I fuck with Shawty on the low. And I know she know on the man. So that extra shit gotta go. She probably don't know that I fucked her friend. If she asked about it, I'ma be like, blah, 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 blah. Once you try to argue with me, I be like, blah, 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 blah. Tryna get back with me, I be like, hell no, no, no. Talking about no money, I'm like blah 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 blah. Small talk don't do that. Get rich, homie, you knew that. It's a damn shame on gang bang, but I beat them nigga blue black. I'm in the old school, no do rag. Don't old folk like how you do that. He ain't fooling me, this ain't new to me. It ain't an extra Martin, that's a new jack. But it clean though, and if you're late on the payment, boy, that shit get repo. And your bitch easy. I got on the line and I'm in like a free throw. Hit a thumb blue, we run train on these free code. And I told my nigga that a G code Blah, 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 blah. Quit going in on these niggas. I won't stop, 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 stop. Keep putting my money over these bitches. Tell them at the top, 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 top. And you niggas can't stop my bitch. Don't know what you thought, 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 thought. And I bow, 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 bow. Everything I got talk up. It was hard to hear at first. I couldn't understand what you were saying. And these bitches bound to get hurt. Cause a lot of these niggas be playing. Shout it on the low, and I know she know on the man. So that extra shit gotta go. She probably don't know that I fucked her friend. If she asks about it, I'ma be like, blah, 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 blah. Once you try to argue with me, I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. Tryna get back with me, I'd be like, hell no, no, no. If you ain't talking about no money, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. That high sound when these bitches talk. Rah, 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 rah. When a nigga flexing, that's what we call it. Like, hell no, no, no. Real diamond, I ain't faking that. I'm like five nine feet tall. Hard over line, you ain't taking that. You nigga talking like older, why I can't fuck with you? Doing shows all around the globe, cause everybody fuck with me. Fuck nigga, you'll be the first nigga I show who what's up, nigga. Fuck nigga, I ain't never said shit bad. Try to keep me 100, I try to show love with you. That's the main reason why I don't trust niggas. Trust standing under landing bridge and still a body nigga. I'm no beginner, don't I spit it like a vet nigga? That nigga talking like a hoe. Tell that bitch nigga speak up. It was hard to hear at first. I couldn't understand what you were saying. And these bitch bound to get hurt. Cause a lot of these niggas be playing. And I fuck with Shawty on the low. And I know she know on the man. So that extra shit gotta go. She probably don't know that I fucked her friend. If she asks about it, I'ma be like, blah, 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 blah. Once you try to argue with me, I be like, blah, 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 blah. Tryna get back with me, I be like, hell no, no, no. Talking about no money, I'm like blah 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 blah. Ha <laughs> ha! Fire right there, man. First track, Babysitter by the Baby. Second track, What would you do for some paper? Rich on me, baby. Quan, we see it. Got dumb love for the South. And now, special interview alert. We got that dog Ace the Truth on the podcast. Drop that thing. Yes, sir. And now we joined with friend of the show and upcoming artist from the city, Ace the Truth. What's the deal, bro? Man, what's good with you, brother, man? Thanks for having me, bro. Oh, man, you already know it's a pleasure, bro. You already know we go way back, man. I had to get you on the show, Ace. Man, talk about way back, dude. It's been, what, over 10 years damn near at this point. So, <laughs> facts. Oh, God, facts. Hey, you know what's funny? 
I still remember the first time I met you, Esten, and Joe. <laughs> I still remember that time, bro. Like, yeah. just good times, instantly connected, and it kind of felt like we been knew each other. I would definitely agree with you on that, bro, because, like, for a while, I was thinking, like, I was asking him, I was like, bro, do, do we know him from somewhere? Don't we know him from back in there? And, and Joe was like, nah, bro. That's just my nigga. I, I was like, what? And because the way I initially, because remember when I was at West L.A., um, Esther was going to Harvard. Yep. And Esther was one of my best friends, you know what I'm saying, at Crenshaw with Joe. And then Joe was going to West L.A. with me before he went to Harvard. So yep. that's how everything transpired. And I was just like, damn. So they, when they had met you, they had met you before I did. You feel me? Yep. That shit was crazy. <laughs> Oh, everything. Oh, everything. But, bro, it's like we instantly, like, you know what I'm saying? We just connected, fool. Just, I think, honestly, just through that underdog mentality mentality all four of us had, you know, not getting that D1 offer, having to go to JUCO. And, and honestly, them coaches fell in love with us. I remember we were still in high school. They was picking us up from the Shaw of me, from Luzinger, and, and, and buying us food. And they wanted us to go to West L.A. so damn bad. Yeah. No, that, hey, that is so true, bro. I, like, bro, I remember, like, the last two, three months of school, bro, literally, like, at least once a week, there's a, some uh, some coach coming to pick us up, <laughs> trying to get us to get there. Oh, everything, oh, everything. So, <clears throat> so just to get kind of started in the interview, honestly, before I even get going, I just want to give y'all a little bit uh, of his background, I, I want to say, Ace's background, not too much, but I do want to say that this dude right here was one of the best deep threat receivers in the city when he was at West LA for show for show. I mean, fade, streak, deep post, deep corner, Marco. I mean, I said Marco. Ace is going to catch it. My bad, bro. You know, sometimes we so cool, man. Sometimes I just be forgetting, bro. Davis rap name is Ace. I be having to call, bro. It's governing. My bad on that, Ace. Oh, you good. You good. You good, man. You ain't know, but man, just to get y'all look like this dude was a dog, man. This dude, Ace, was a dog, man. And I'm just honored to have him on the show. So, Ace. You from the Crenshaw District. If y'all don't know the district, the city, you ain't know the deal, L.A. Yes, you sir. went to Crenshaw High, bro. So, tell me, tell the listeners a little bit about your experiences growing up in the district and also going to Crenshaw. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, shit, bro. It was always cool. Uh, a lot of people would always, you know, when they hear the district or they hear just like South Central L.A., they think of struggle. And, of course, the struggle was there. But it was a, it's, to me, it was always a beautiful place to live in. Like, I, you know, that's why I got it tatted on me. It's very close to my heart. Anybody and everybody knows that about me, that I'm big on representing, you know, L.A. and South Central L.A. Um, predominantly, uh, the Crenshaw District, you know, raised in, uh, raised in the Lamert Park District, right up in that area. So, you know, things, like I said, things used to be tough because our family didn't really have much. And, you know, dealing with, you know, the poverty in the area and stuff like that. But there was always just like this family aspect in the Crenshaw district Absolutely. before it was ever known by like, you know, the world. Cause I, you know, after the rest in peace, the big dog, Nick, you feel me? That's when people started to be like glorify the Crenshaw district on yep. a bigger scale. Absolutely. That, that was always a big thing to us because it was always home for us. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Man, I, I totally understand you, bro. And honestly, meeting guys that went to Crenshaw and, and played for Crenshaw and that kind of communion y'all all have, you get what I'm saying? It's kind of like a tribe. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all guys are all cool with each other. Y'all all y'all all know the same struggle. And if to me, on the outside looking in, not because I'm from LA, but I didn't grow up in the district. But from the outside looking in, it seemed like the Crenshaw district, the Crenshaw program, just had a tight, tight knit kind of group of guys. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely would say that. You know, um, 
it shows into to the, to this day. You know, of course, people grow apart in certain instances. So, you know, not everybody's probably as tight as they were. But at some way, shape, or form, for everybody that's still with us, you know what I mean? And or still, you know, out on the streets, you know, not locked up or anything. Even if they locked up, somebody's close with somebody. You know what I mean? Right. We played on the street. Somebody's still best friends or, you feel me, dummy locked in with, with somebody. One <laughs> gotta be like that or everything i know exactly what you mean and uh i don't know like i don't know if you could, would agree with me on this ace but i feel like now as we enter in our you know late 20s early 30s i feel like now we all reached the point that we don't got to talk to y'all talk to our friends or our brothers all the time but when we see each other we know the deal you feel me yeah bro uh i, I agree with you on that that was one big learning curve that i had transitioning in college because you know you know how it is leaving the state i was Man. in west virginia you was up in washington when we did, uh, from junior college and we used to talking to our people every day yep. seeing our people every day absolutely and although they may take it kind of personally because our schedules you know were very busy playing college ball on those larger scales but at the same time theirs was you know what i mean they didn't realize how it affected us when we try to look back and we try to call y'all but we wish y'all, y'all you know what i mean y'all and how we had to, how hard it could be for us to make new relationships. Because yeah. you don't always want to build new bonds. Because you're thinking, the bond, I, got, I already got something with somebody. And they still here, but they just not around. Facts. I know exactly what you mean, bro. And I, I appreciate that insight right there, too, Ace. You know, like, it's always good hearing from you know, another voice I feel because I could be on the podcast and I could talk and I can talk, but to hear you saying those kind of things, it's kind of enlightening. I hope the listeners are listening to that, that, you know what I'm saying? As somebody, your brother, somebody, your boy, you know what I'm saying? That's always going to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Just don't get green. Don't be on your feelings, getting sad. If somebody, you DM somebody, don't respond right away or text. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's wrong. Everybody got their shit they doing. Because what we we better realize sometimes as humans is just like, like when you wake up in the morning and you got something to do, or you wake up in the morning and you're not feeling it, you wake up in the morning you want to be loved and you want people to be in you up, but it's not happening. You have all these different emotions that you're going through. You wake up and you got a kid. You wake up and you got a girl stressing. You wake up and you're just not even sure who you are as a person. Yeah. All those different things we got to deal with day to day. That's why we talk about mental, you know, mental, uh, mental health. Man, bro. So, that, man, for real, that mental health shit is big, bro. Exactly. So it's like we have to be considerate more as human beings that we all go through things. Now, like I said, I was just I just had posted something like that where I went on a little bit of a rant and I said, you gotta I think it's supposed to be respectful that you respond to people within a timely manner though. Whether that be letting people know, hey, I'm just not in it right now, I'll get to see you or when I can't, you know, whatever the case may be, that's cool. But I don't think you should completely ghost or anything like that because that's not good for your mental health either. Exactly. But I think we have to be more understanding of the fact that hey, if a person isn't up to it, just because we want them around for what we need them for, or we feel we need them for, they need us for other things too. And maybe in that moment is to respect their space. Man, and man, and honestly, bro, I I agree with you with that, bro. Because honestly, as a man, me personally, bro, like I wake up every day sometimes with a different emotion. Like, not like I'm just like miserable or something like that. But sometimes I may wake up and I'm like, man, did I do enough to get better as far as football? You know, I'm mad. Let me go work out. Or I wake up on some like, you know what I'm saying? I don't really want to talk to nobody. Even my shorty or something. I don't even want to talk to you right now. I just want to, you know, vibe out and just, you know, eat some breakfast and just be alone for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, you know, to go with your mental, to keep that mental health great, you have to kind of find a little bubble that you can go to to, to to kind of, you know, 
isolate yourself from people just so you could kind of just calm back down to reality so you could just be even yes. killed. Yeah, bro, I, I completely agree with you on that. Yep, so, hey. Yep, so, hey, bro, so, like we said, come from the district, you know, went to Crenshaw, you know what I'm saying? While you was at Crenshaw, I know you play ball, you know, I know you play football. Uh, ball, I mean basketball, football, of course. Yeah. Uh, you won two city champ, city city section championships and also went to the state championship and played De La Salle. I was at that game as a fan. I mean, everybody was at that game, by the way. Snoop, Nip, uh Everybody, you can name them, was at that game. Tell me, how was it playing for G-Man, experiencing those successes, and just playing on those teams? Um, you know, I think, you know, overall, just the success of the teams uh, came from hard work and dedication. G-Man deserves a very big chunk of that because in order, you know, people don't understand how hard it is to take to get a group of young men who are facing so much different things in their life and adversities and get them to be able to believe in not only themselves, but believe in what you have set, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Set in order for them. And um, like I said, it took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, ups and downs. People had their trials and tribulations, but it was a great, it was a great experience. I, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, and that's why G-Man just a few years ago finally got the recognition he deserved by winning coach of the year. Um, but he had been putting in, in, in the time. And one great thing about him is, you know, Although, you know, not every student or anything he may be able to have a personal relationship with after, you know what I mean, they graduate or later on in their life. But he does a good job of for the kids that he has and that he coaches by sending them off to college or sending them off into life with some kind of structure to where they will always remember him. I don't think there's one player that doesn't have good stories and remembers him and some kind of structure that he set in their life. I'm so happy that you uh, brought up story, bro, because that's kind of like my next question. What? Because, you know... I played with Stowe. You know, obviously, I know you, Eston, Joe. I know <clears throat> I know a lot of people that went to the Shaw. My boy Greg, uh, Lele, all them boys, right? Yeah. Yes, and y'all all has told me some type of crazy story about G-Man or some type of just craziness that came from that man. So what is your most funniest or craziest moment which, that you can share with our listeners between you and G-Man? seen a lot him do a lot of shit <laughs> one of the funniest moments yeah i've seen him do a lot of funny shit um one of the funniest things the interactions i had was he wasn't about to let me play football because two years <laughs> when i first got back to the shop when i first got back to the shop right i didn't want to play football they had they had asked me to play but i wanted to play basketball and there was one day i had pe and g-man was a pe coach well he still is to my knowledge and um my class needed a sub, and basically he was watching over both classes, you know what I mean? Because they need, we needed a sub. Yeah. And that day in there or whatever, basically at that time, I wasn't one of his players or anything. So apparently, I don't remember it. I remember, like, the altercation, but I don't remember being disrespectful towards him. But apparently, I was real rude and basically kind of, like, challenged his authority and told him, like, what the fuck you going to do? He never told my basketball coach or anything, so, like, nothing ever happened. But he kept a little note to himself about who I was as a person and character. Yeah. So when I came around... That following summer, and I was coming back from basketball, and I was getting ready to start playing football. And I came in his office. He wasn't fucking with me. I remember he turned me around so quick. He said, he looked up at me and said, no. And I said, what? And I was looking. But mind you, Bearclaw was the one who asked me to come in. So then <laughs> I was walking out, man, head down. I'm sad as fuck. Bearclaw, uh, I promise you, I'm thinking like, damn, they be like, had me come up here for no reason. Bearclaw, give me a call, man. It was like, come back tomorrow. 
football, man. And when I came back, he basically had me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he had me apologize, you know what I'm saying, for that. Yeah. Basically, I, in, in theory, not sign a contract, but basically have a verbal contract about basically, you know, getting my shit together, not being a student because he had heard about the type of student I was on campus that I talked a lot of shit. Funny <laughs> uh, as hell. I was very well liked well by teachers and stuff like that, but I was a class clown. Yeah. So he was basically letting me know that that wasn't going to be a representation on his team. And he wasn't going to have it. I wasn't going to be allowed to be disrespectful. I wasn't going to be talking back to grownups and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to be able to play on that team, I need to fall in line. And, um, Damn, like he really, said, man, you know, and that's, bro, so many, like, from our area, bro, we, uh, let's be honest, a lot of us grew up without a pops. A lot of us grew up without a yeah. pops, you know what I'm saying? So to have a black man give you that kind of structure, even though it was probably harsh, even though, you know, it wasn't ideal for you at that time, but I guarantee you that little structure that you got right there, that guidance, I'm sure it guided you through West LA, going to a university to play, doing your rapping thing, that structure, I'm sure, and is it fair to say, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure that that had a great impact in your life. No, it definitely did. Um, I talk about it all the time when people ask, like, you know, some people say, oh, like, you know, oh, those players, they always living out their old high school dreams or whatever. No. Some of those memories and some of those moments that you have literally molded and shaped your mind frame of thinking, whether it could have been positive or negative. And that's why it's such, you know, so, something that we hold on to. And that's what a lot of people don't understand why it's so important and dear to us, because there's some brotherhoods that are built. There's some father-son relationships built between the coaches. You mm -hmm. There's different things that happen, bro. Let's transition into the music, bro. You know what I'm saying? Ace, that's why you hear, man, big album coming out this week. Uh, so you was a two sport athlete growing up, Ace. Seven foot tall, goddamn. So, yeah. so, so what made you start rapping? And did you always have a passion for music? Um. So first things first. Yes, I did. I always have a passion. Mm -hmm. That's always been with me. Even when I was playing ball, you feel me? There was no way to prepare properly. The only that was one of my ways. You know, without music, that was one of my ways for me to go to sleep because you know anxiety day before a game yeah. when you can't sleep you're just ready to go listen to music will get some right in my sand i'm able to fall asleep you know what i mean yeah. just from top to bottom they helped me get through tough times when i needed motivation i remember when i was going to west la bro um when i had to get you know what i'm saying I, i'm getting on a bus every day to get to school and then i gotta walk down here a whole like mile and a half two miles just to get to the other half you feel me because i didn't have the money to get on another bus right because yeah. niggas was really broke like that and i'm listening to j cole all day on the way there all of his stuff. You feel me? Friday Night Lights. You feel me? Ooh, truly yours. All the well, truly yours. Because I and I needed it. I needed it. Friday Night Lights. The sideline story. The sideline story was very big and, and instrumental for me because I felt like that was my role coming mm -hmm. from Crenshaw, somebody that didn't have a big name, trying to make a name for myself. You feel me? Yeah. The underdog role and everything that he said resonated with me. So that's why when a lot of times people ask me about the Kendrick and J. Cole conversation, I love Kendrick and I love the fact that he's from my city and represents my city, but J. Cole is more relatable to me. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's totally fair, man, because honestly, you and J. Cole have similar, similar, similar stories, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, J. Cole was a big time hooper. He even went to college for hoops, you know, and yeah. for him to transition to music is very similar to what you did. Exactly. Um, so, like, yeah, you know, the way I got into music, honestly, um, I had back in college, like, shoot, like 2013, 2014, I had been writing, like, trying to come together with, like, little catchy songs or whatever, but never wanted to take it serious. Thought it was just some BS playing around with the homies in the dorm room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When we just joking around and stuff. You know how that goes. Um, little freestyles. But 
I always told myself, shit, man, stick to ball. That's what you do. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I was focused on. But then when I was getting ready, basically I came to the tail end of my career. I still had a year left to play. Technically, mm-hmm. I still do. You feel me? But I knew that the, the way I was living my life, the things I was doing, all I cared about was to play football. I wasn't trying to take care of the things I need to take care of to get to the next level. Yeah. Um, and it just wasn't working out. And once I started realizing that even the lifestyle that I was living wasn't even really a lifestyle of an athlete anymore, does that make sense? Yeah. It was easier for me. I was like, it's time for me to go home. So when I went, came home for a summer, I was uh, the summer two, back in 2017, I was like, I got to make a decision on what I'm going to do. Not about necessarily making music or anything, just about am I going back to school? Life, yeah. Shit out of, or am I, am I done? And I sat there, you feel me? And I just more so transitioned. And one day I uh, went to the studio with actually my boy Jag. I told you where I just left. Yep. I was in the studio with him. And that's what gave me my motivation. Shout out that boy Jag, man. You already know the deal. Bad know the deal. Yeah. Grab a bag, Jag, man. Yes, sir. Grab bag. He was called, uh, he, we was in the studio. He told me to come through or whatever. I'm just in the background. You know what I mean? Just smoking and shit like that. He asked me to get on the song. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, I'm cool, whatever. You know, that's not me. But then as I went home that day, um, I was with my cousin because I was at my cousin's house and I asked her, I was like, what you think if I just wrote a song? Because I was listening to some instrumentals. And she was like, shit, I don't give it a try. I think you might be cool. Because everybody's, you know, I went to school for sports broadcasting because so, everybody told me I had a good voice for radio, you know what I mean? And shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, voiceovers and shit like that. So I went ahead, created a song and I liked it, thought it was dope. Linked up with my boy Joe Gray. Shout out my nigga Joe Greasy. Uh, he was a quarterback at San Jose State. Uh, he was at the tail end of his and he wanted to make some music too and we decided to form a group and that's how we went about it. And then, um, yeah, the rest was history. So, Ace, Lone Wolf, yes, dropping this Saturday. Can you tell us about the project, man, and why you decided to call it Lone Wolf? Uh, shoot, man. The project, man, this is going to be heartfelt. I feel like all my music and anything that I put out, you feel me, especially project-wise, I'm always going to reiterate that it's heartfelt because there's no point in putting out something if it ain't going to be worth the time, you mm-hmm. feel me, and something that's real um, and good quality. But, um, the title be behind it was just more so that's kind of based off of who I am. If you know me and my journey and my story, um, I have, yeah, you see me, I know a lot of people and I have my circle and my friends, but you know, I am a lone wolf. I'm a, alone a lot of times. The wolf, a wolf is one of my favorite animals. If you look at how it moves, it resembles my lifestyle. I naturally was born a leader, whether I wanted that in the beginning or not, but I kind of have embraced that now. Um, I'm very big on my family and protective of my family. Amen. Um, but majority of the time, when you can see me, you can catch me by myself. Like a wolf will be by itself. Does it make sense? But yeah. when I do move and you see me at an outing, or do, I'm going to be with my pack. But the pack isn't going to be big. It's going to be the same circle. Does it make sense? Yep. You know who I'm moving with. So in theory, it kind of just owns itself. You feel me? That owns it. it it's, a, it's basically letting you know who I am. It's going to have different emotions um, because it's letting you know clearly I'm alone. So there's times where I'm on some wild wild shit because I'm around my boys. Like I said, I'm in a pack, so we can be on some turned up stuff sometimes. Sometimes I just need to give you some real stuff that you need to hear. Sometimes I can be talking about relationships within friendships that have been broken and you know trust being broken and all those different types of things. So, so and talking about love, you know what I'm saying? Female stuff, you know, stuff about women. Uh, I think it's just gonna be something that's really great. Uh, you know what I mean? Overall. Ooh, hey, bro, no cap. I'm getting excited about it, bro. For real, for real, <laughs> man. Because. Just hear you speaking about the project, bro, and just the passion I hear from your voice talking about it. I can tell that you put in a lot of work and a lot of effort to make this project go. Oh, yeah, man. It's been a long time coming. Um, not not just like, like, I didn't focus on a specific amount of songs, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I kind of continued to create this. It's been over a year since I dropped the project. I wanted to drop something, you know, right after my last one and kind of continue going. But I continued to push it back because I told myself and I told my brother, uh, shout out to my nigga Lope. Uh, 
I told him personally, like anything that I drop, it has to be sentimental. It has to be heartfelt because once the day I do blow up and I take off into the levels that God got me, you know what I'm saying, destined for me, people are going to be able to go back and be like, he always had that body of work. So it ain't never something that's like the hard work was never put in and I just blew up overnight. When you go back, you'll be like, man, he had classics. Then was classics. Exactly. And that's what I'm destined and what I really want to want to have because when I listen to old school Dom, some of my favorite artists, yeah. you go back on all this stuff, it was classics. And yeah. that's what we all like when we get loud and like, nigga, this was a classic. No, everything. That substance, bro. That substance, bro. That substance is everything to the music I feel, man, especially coming from the city because I'm from L.A. So when I hear rappers talk, I can really vision, you know what I'm saying, what they talking about or what they got going on. You feel me? So just exactly, bro. That's yep. one thing I wanted to touch on real quick. You know what I mean? Go ahead. I know we, should, we only got so much time, but I want to add that in there. It's like that's one thing that I feel is different about me that people don't understand is I'm not going to try to sound like anybody from L.A. I'm not going to try to sound like anybody else in general. And mm -hmm. one thing I try to pride myself on and a lot of people continue to congratulate me on it that they want to hear my music they like you don't sound like anybody else you really don't bro now you know i get references like trade the truth more so because of my voice yeah you know what i'm saying and shit like that but you look like j-rock but it's like nobody's saying the flow yeah. or the style or anything is jocking it they're just saying i can hear that the resemblance so yeah and that i can accept all day because then it's shout out to the ogs and there was people that put in the work and paved the way for the game the way it is now so I'm just trying to pride myself in walking in that. Um, and that's, you know, that's one thing I feel like people have to be ready for with this project is understand that the sounds will be different. And that doesn't mean like necessarily I'm very inspired by Outkast, so it's not going to be on some like, you know, funkadelic sounds and doing some crazy stuff. It'll be all very ear worthy sound. You feel me? Stuff yeah. that's going to be very good, easy on the ear, stuff that's very catchy or something like that. That's what I wanted to make it to be like, even if it's more where I'm just dropping bars. That's what it, it, you know what I mean? But I want people to be prepared for. It's not going to sound like a West Coast artist. I'm not going to sound like anybody's from the Crenshaw District or anything like that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm going to represent all the way. Absolutely, bro. And I appreciate that, too, because we need more uh, people in from the city just getting on with the music because Atlanta, New York, a lot of cities, man, they got, they booming. And I feel like L.A. is a talent, is a multicultural talent pub. And we need to start uh, making more music out here and just making it blow. So before we get going, Ace, bro, man, Please drop your socials, please, real quick, so the listeners can go follow you. Um, you know, tell us one more time when the album is going to be released, and talk to the fans a little bit. Yeah, man. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at ace underscore the truth. Uh, that's the truth. You know what I'm saying? Not duh. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> like I said, it's about peace, love, and, ha and happiness and harmony. Uh, leading with God and love always. Man. And you know what I'm saying? I want everybody to know that it's always love. Tap in with my music, tap in with the sound, join me along this journey, and I promise you, you won't be disappointed. You hear it, you hear it, folks. Ace the Truth, my guy. Thank you for stopping by the show, bro. For real, for real. We appreciate it, man. Man, I appreciate you for having me, bro. Yes, sir. That boy Ace the Truth, dropping the truth. Appreciate that interview, bro. For real, for real. Who said hood niggas ain't got no knowledge? Huh? The truth, man. Appreciate you, Ace. Now, for the trivia question of the day, it is, who was the starting Washington State middle linebacker before Daryl Monroe? Answer that, DM it to the At Leisure Time podcast on Instagram, and receive you a $50 Amazon gift card. And now for the song of the day, we got I'm the Man by my dog Ace the Truth off his new album dropping. November 7, 2020, called Lone Wolf. Look at, look at, look at baby, yo.
over there shaking last night. Hair did, nails did, shawty looking nice. Throw that ass on a nigga, I'ma hit it right. Knock the pussy out the park, call it out of sight. I'm the man, bitch, I know you tryna fuck with us. I'm the man, bitch, you know you tryna fuck with us. I'm the man, bitch, I know you tryna fuck with us. I'm the man, bitch, I know you tryna fuck with us. I'm a dope nigga, nigga, fuck a dope dealer. In the jungle, we hangin' my brother's gorillas. You count money, you gettin' with me, you swear you livin'. I'm gettin' money, the difference is I'ma leave the children. Plots tryna hit a lick, thinkin' bout a bigger crib. Where I'm from, how we live, baby, fat, move them hips. Two step while we slide and we dip. Now we ride through that six, I got that thing on my hip, huh? It's time to switch it, I'm killin' niggas, I gotta get it. Run up in your crib, my brother's willing, we really ready. Crack the safe, spread it for ways, nigga, that's how we did it. Comin' from the district when niggas bangin', they hella crippin'. All these rappers talkin', they cappin', my nigga, hella phony. Catch me down the block, I'm walkin', nigga, I'm on my lonely focused on my faith cause God told me no one can hold me I'ma get this money got five rings like I was Kobe look at baby over there shaking ass tonight hair did nails did shawty looking nice throw that ass on a nigga I'ma hit it right knock the pussy out the park call it out of sight I'm the man DJ bitch I know you tryna fuck with us I'm the man